Thank you for joining me on this season's first episode of of Proudly Differently Able. I'm really proud to uh, and happy to welcome my first guest of the year, my friend Scully. Scully and I met each other in uh, college and kind of grew to be friends and our friendship's grown from there. So welcome to the program, Scully. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. So um, I didn't know if you wanted to say anything about how you and I met or kind of if I've covered that. You, you've kind of covered that. I mean, it was back at Dominican and uh, in the clock lobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. So um, let me explain to my, my audience uh, how you are differently abled. Yes. Um, so, Yeah. Uh, I have Asperger's syndrome, uh, which is uh, on the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. Um, I also have a medical disability, uh, chronic medical health condition called endometriosis. Mm -hmm. Uh, Super painful, Mm -hmm. super fun. Um, Yeah, so. (laughs) Um, I'm slightly familiar with your medical condition because my wife's friend actually has it. But going back to your... um... Your, your primary um, differently, differing ability, um, how does that affect you, would you say, in your every day-to-day life? Like, let's say, just normal things like driving, you know, social, these things like that. Uh, quite a bit, actually. Um, a lot of sensory issues. Uh, so, like, visual, sound, um, sound sensitivity. Yeah, um, lots of that stuff. Um, I, I use, uh, occasionally noise canceling headphones and, uh, try and deal with, uh, sensory input. Um, yeah. Um, and then I'm very quirky in terms of my interpersonal relationships. So people have a hard time understanding me, um, in regards to, like, so- social exchanges. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's sometimes creates a lot of conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have to have a lot of good conflict resolution ability. And, uh, yeah. I guess I would say in the social aspect, when you say people have difficulty understanding you, could you give me or my listeners an example of kind of what that is that aren't familiar with the autism spectrum? Yeah. Uh, so, like, um, for example, if I get sensory stimulus overload, mm-hmm. uh, I will use a dark room to sort of, um, I guess, isolate in. And uh, people won't understand why I'm doing that. And they think uh, maybe I'm a little weird. Um, and uh, it also, using a dark room, cuts down on noise and traffic. So, for example, if I'm, like, in a busy area, they're not going to understand, well, why is she in, like, a dark dark room mm-hmm. why why is you know what is she doing in there what mm-hmm. could she possibly be doing in a dark room 
um, I usually work in a dark room. Um, so I'll do like data analysis or data entry or write emails. Cause um, I do still get like altered illumination via the phone. I've got um, like, I've got my accessibility stuff on my cell phone. Mm -hmm. So my screen can be like color corrected or I can use high contrast fonts or accessibility stuff Mm -hmm. um, to mitigate whatever um, sensory input I'm receiving, whether Mm -hmm. that be sound or light. So that that answers the question. Um, So what is it you actually you do for a living? I mean, you, you and I have talked about it, but I know my listeners don't know, and I'm not super familiar with it. Um, currently, I am a PhD student with uh, Clemson University, and um, I, I do, I run experiments, and um, yeah, my, my current research is that I'm um, using lures to attract uh, very tiny insects. So entomology is my specialty. So I study, I study insects. Uh, Yeah. Uh, it's, it's particularly uh, called thrips, Mm -hmm. but entomology has always been my special interest passion. Mm -hmm. Even back when you knew me in undergraduate at Dominican, like Mm -hmm. I, I live, I live for bugs. There, I remember having some interesting conversations back in those days. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they 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 bring me joy, a lot of joy, and I know, I know people are oftentimes very afraid of them, or they think they're gross, or they're squicked out by them. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's pure passion and joy, and they're beautiful. And it is heaven. <laughs> Insects are heaven for me. So they, they are my joy. Well, I mean, that's great. I mean, everything has, everyone has to find their passion. And this, is, this podcast is sort of my passion in terms of it started out as a simple way to tell my story. And it's become more important to me than that is that I do what we're doing tonight, which is letting other people tell their story and letting the world at large know that, you know what, it's okay to learn differently nothing is going to happen that's just perfectly okay and the world at large needs to learn to accept that and just kind of help us get through it in the ways those of us that are differently able to know how yeah correct me if i'm wrong but i I seem to remember back when we were at dominican i remember the one i believe was one day you actually had an insect with you in a almost like a mobile terrarium as it were i can't remember what exact insect it was or what day it was but i remember you walking into clock lobby and putting this thing down on like the coffee table and i'm going what is that yeah that sounds familiar (laughs) that was probably percival stonehenge okay my my madagascar hissing cockroach (laughs) or or it was a praying mantid that is a very cool name, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I I did it because you couldn't have pets in the dorms. And mm-hmm. if 
I had a pet rock, it would be named Percival Stonehenge. So I, I pretended that my cockroach was a, a pet rock. That's pretty cool, actually. It's a it's an ingenious way to deal with deal with that issue. Um, so I guess my next question is, how would you say that your differing abilities affect you in your um? We've kind of gone over this a little bit, but in your working world, and how are they? I don't know if you can do this or, or want to with uh, accommodating your your needs. So, for the most part, they're fairly accommodating um, to the level that they understand. And by that, I mean they're very willing to make accommodations and they're very willing to learn. And I find that's true in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, but willingness, willingness and receptiveness to learning, not always the same thing as providing accommodations in the way that an individual with disabilities may need or benefit or be able to access. Very true. Very, very true. That's all. And I've had experience of that in in my own life. And uh, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So um, I think us as advocates for both ourselves, as well as the wider disability community, um, while it shouldn't necessarily fall to us to um, figure out how to make those kinds of accommodations happen, um, we're the ones best equipped to help bridge the willingness gap with the knowledge gap. So we know we know what we need in terms of accommodation. For example, I mentioned the darkened room mm-hmm. um, and the lack of understanding, well, why would I need a darkened room? Um, or why might I need noise-canceling headphones? Mm-hmm. Um, and people may not realize that that's an accommodation that's fairly reasonable to provide. Mm-hmm. Um, and they may not realize why that's necessarily happening. For example, in, in an autism spectrum disorder like Asperger's syndrome is, it's, it's, it's sensory. So it's processing. Um, maybe there's like too many other distracting, stimulating inputs that is making it difficult for us to communicate or for us to process our environment. So a dark room helps to reduce some of that sensory input. Mm-hmm. The and, and the best way I understand that I have a couple of their friends who um, are on the spectrum themselves, but I, I look at it as what they call um, sensory deprivation so that it, it helps you focus. Yeah, because like you were saying, it limits the number of things you're required to focus on, so you can focus on the things that are important. Right. So yeah, and <clears throat> and us being able to bridge and explain why that accommodation is needed is important. Oh, most certainly. 
and I, I keep I keep going back to like the sensory darkroom because it is I feel one of the more easily explained but poorly understood accommodations. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's other things like, uh, and this is independent of like a work situation, but like mm-hmm. if you're going shopping, people have created sensory hours. I, I'd say, I, I'd say sensory issues are a big part of what impacts me with, with regards to Asperger's. Mm-hmm. So now, when you say sensory, I mean, we've talked about sort of the, the visual cues and even the auditory is, is tactile, is tactile things. Are those an issue for you as well? Yes, they are. Um, they're not as much of an issue as they were when I was younger, mm-hmm. mostly because I've learned, I wouldn't necessarily say to deal with it, but like, I can choose my own clothings. Um, and I usually wear rather baggy clothing. Uh, the same kind of clothing that's like texture. You know, it, it has, um, it's tailor sensory to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I do have tactile sensory input issues as well. And uh, even temperature. Uh, God, I <laughs> I overheat quite easily. Apparently, I I never realized that. But yeah, that that's a thing. So all of that, all of that goes into sensory. Oh, totally. I guess another question. I guess more on a personal level for you. Like again, you don't have to go this. You don't want to. How would you say it affected your? interpersonal relationships, dating, those type of things? um, (laughs) You know, that's, I want to say that's a tough one. And in in a way, I guess it's a tough one to answer. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I, I've had relatively good interpersonal romantic relationships mm-hmm. uh, I've been in, engaged once um, uh, I had a, a fiance um, quite a number of years uh, we were together for seven years mm. yeah and um, he's a really good guy um, but I don't think he fully understood the ramifications of what disability entailed and what it would mean for our potential future as a couple Mm -hmm. which is part of the reason why I made the decision to terminate that relationship Mm -hmm. and that's totally understandable i I struggled with that a lot when I was dating too myself, you know, it was, do I come out and say that I have cerebral palsy? Cause most people that know me personally wouldn't know what to look at me. So it's, it was something that I struggled with myself is do I say it outright and get it out of the way or do I wait and see how the relationship goes first and then say it yeah. currently seeing anyone or am I current? Yeah. I, I have a, um, 
significant other back home in 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 Illinois. Um, he's he's very supportive of the fact that I'm out here in South Carolina. Um, he's also very supportive of the fact that I'm asexual. Um, so that's very beneficial. And I don't think my previous, um, my ex-fiance would have been nearly as receptive to that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Long distance. That's tough on anybody. I give you credit for even doing long distance. I know that can be really tough no matter the circumstances. So yeah, (laughs) definitely. Uh, well, I mean, most of my relationships, I guess, most of my relationships have been long distance and I think that that goes kind of hand in hand with both being on the spectrum as well as uh, being ace. So. It's understandable. Um, I guess my one, of my one of my last questions, I guess, is there anything that you want the uh, my listening audience or the world to know at large about Asperger's or your specific conditions or um, what what other thing would be what would be a message you want sort of the world to know at large um we're real we we exist um we're 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 people um sometimes we might be a little quirky and have difficulties communicating um with other people or getting expressing ourselves um and uh but all, all all that's really needed is 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 communication and um yeah perseverance mm-hmm. be a leader for yourself mm-hmm. and and be present very true Anything um, you'd like to share? Or? Well, I I don't know how, um, like, I guess, political you want to get um, with regards to things. And by political, I mean, um, <laughs> Asperger's is, is still a diagnosis for many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's what I mean. Political. There's a lot of con- controversy. Oh, there most certainly is, and I've I, I know there's even the, the the debate, as it were, with the the diagnosis not just being Asperger's, but the use of the word disorder has been a, become a very political issue. So I'm going to try to steer away from that one. Yeah. So <laughs> um, that that's that's what I was kind of asking. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're still here. <laughs> yep. Um, is all. And, um, I don't know. Um, I really like bugs. <laughs> I guess I have a question for you. Who's your little traveling buddy I've been seeing lately on Facebook that's kind of made a, uh, 
he's made a couple jailbreaks looks like from or into your purse or into your your bags when you're like oh he's with me today oh yeah you're talking about ivy she's she's my buddy she's my buddy um so i, I she's my emotional support animal mm-hmm. um she she does have um a documented uh doctor's notes and so she's she's different from a service animal Mm-hmm. Um, and a service animal can only be a dog or a cat and mm-hmm. or not not a cat sorry brain fart um <laughs> a dog or a miniature horse and i want to respect that mm-hmm. as because that's very important within mm-hmm. the disability community but an emotional support animal um functions in a capacity in which is inhabited it by one's living um space spaces mm-hmm. so she she um she lives with me um she also does accompany me in outdoor spaces mm-hmm. for when i'm working in um like greenhouse outside stuff Mm -hmm. uh, heating situation but occasionally I forget that she's um around and she'll wind up in grocery stores carts and that's just Hmm. just because I've forgotten that she's there I was not aware you had emotional support animal I mean that's that's great that you're able to, you know, you have one, you're able to, you know, use her. I just, I was just thought she was one of your pets that just kind of snuck out. No, no, she, she's straight up. Yeah, she, she, she is, she is, she is, she's serving, serving up a purpose with regards to disability issues. She's, mm-hmm. she's not just a pet. I would, um, I'm actually am looking t- to potentially get um, a service dog. Uh, but the reason why I have a bearded dragon mm-hmm. is because I am extremely allergic to dogs mm-hmm. and I have a small phobia of them as well. Um, but I know I could benefit by having a service dog. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, they definitely are. I've, I've dealt with them in my personal life. My, my wife actually did some training in a dog center who did some some service dog training and then we i deal with them all the time at work and i trained in the sense that she provides the service you need so in that regard i think that you she was she is trained she knows how to do what you need which i think is the the ultimate overall point of a service animal regardless of what it is that's used yeah so uh welcome back uh so last time you and I spoke, you had said there was a, an overarching or larger message you wanted to kind of give to my listening public. And uh, I wanted to give you some time to think about it. I also want to just run by real quick a uh, episode title I, I had is Bugging Out with Scully <laughs> to get a better understanding of Asperger's or to gain a better understanding of Asperger's. I like it. <laughs> it's cute. Thank you. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's cute. Cool. 
Okay, cool. No, it's fitting. <laughs> Sounds great. So, Ooh. did you have a chance to think about what it was you wanted to say or what more you wanted to kind of let people know? Yeah. Um, so, one of the things that I was doing to sort of, I guess, take action or raise awareness about the abuses that people with disabilities uh, generally face from the general public, mm -hmm. um, uh, oftentimes just out of ignorance or, um, I guess, occasionally maliciousness, was to um, sort of do something to raise awareness. And mm -hmm. that was, <laughs> it's probably very silly, but to, to, to grow my... Um, armpit hair and dye mm -hmm. it purple um, and anybody can join that uh, I've got a couple mm -hmm. of friends who are going to join me in doing that and uh, mm -hmm. I guess just wear tank tops to just show and then if anybody asks you know because I would be in that kind of a position to say hey you know disability rights are this and people mm -hmm. with disability face discrimination and you know it would be something very vibrant. People would see it and mm -hmm. pop, um, the, the idea would then be sharing um, just how people can better integrate individuals with disabilities and be more open to mm -hmm. interacting with them and then inclusion and, you know, all, all, all of that good, fun human rights uh, you know, natural supports and environment mm -hmm. for 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 all of us. Yeah, just things. Just we, or not. Things we should all just have as as human are in. I guess to quote the Constitution, inalienable rights that every person should have. Exactly. So. And it's a good conversation starter. I would definitely imagine so. <laughs> Yes. So that's that's really all I wanted to, I guess, add to it. You know. Okay. Anything else? Is have you had a few days now to think about things that you want to add to a broach topic to bring awareness to? Um, I guess other than the things you know that I talked about, uh, those of us having Asperger syndrome that we're still mm -hmm. around, um, you know, and. You know, it just being aware of that, uh, even though people believe that the DSM kind of got rid of our diagnosis, we're still here. Um, mm -hmm. we, we haven't gone anywhere. Um, mm -hmm. And our diagnosis, you know, is still, it's still Asperger's syndrome. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's, that's the biggest thing. And uh, treat people, everyone with respect and kindness and um, be kind and be good to each other. I, I, I believe there's like something from the Big Lebowski that fits here. Is be be good to each other. Maybe not. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that that that, that sentiment. Oh, much like any disability, Asperger's included, or sorry, differing ability. I shouldn't say it, differing ability. You know, <laughs> if I think for the general public, if you see somebody you don't understand or that confuses you, the biggest thing to help move society forward and forward is to ask the question. Don't yes. be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask that person about it. Don't be rude. Don't be disrespectful, but 
generally ask that question to gain that knowledge and to move the preface it as a desire to learn more so as a just pure curiosity kind of thing be like how can i better understand you as you are as an individual as a human mm-hmm. and not just like oh you're a curiosity or something like that definitely i totally agree had on the podcast that happens to have Asperger's and I hope that my listeners do gain a lot of knowledge from this and do have some questions and then kind of to go forward and continue the conversation with someone that they think might have it that they don't know to kind of learn more about it and kind of go from there have it that are out there that are listening I hope will obviously be able to relate to everything you've said and kind of put it in respect podcast for me is we're a community and I want to make sure everybody knows that they're not alone when doing this and when dealing with oh yeah absolutely reach out to community organizations i mean there's like you know there's uh aane which is asperger's and autism network Mm -hmm. i believe it is Mm -hmm. and yeah so there's community out there there's there's totally community Mm -hmm. and then there's grasp i forget what grasp stands for but it's also an uh Asperger's network and then there, there's Facebook communities as well mm-hmm. for all of us mm-hmm. hey, did you know that July is disability awareness month actually Scully I did know that uh, July was um, uh, disability awareness month I'm probably sure most people aren't aware of that that aren't in the disability community and um, again I want to thank you for your time tonight and uh, thank you for telling us your story and uh, have a great night